Well, hey, as we kick things off, um, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, where you grew up, went to school, what you're, what you're up to now, kind of in a, I don't know, quicker version of that, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I was born in a Christian home. Uh, well, actually, I was born in a hospital, but uh, uh, that's my... Uh, that's my testimony joke, so it's landed better in the past, but I <laughs> thought I'd try it again, but that's all right. Um, yeah, I was, grew up in Vineland uh, and uh, came to Eden. I graduated Eden in 2005. Mm. Um, I've been really involved at Camp Crossroads, helped uh, develop their LIT program. Um, yeah, I, I went to Bible school at Cape and Ray. Uh, after, I did two years there. That was a really uh, impactful experience on me. That's where I, I, my faith really uh, came alive, I would say, and deepened in, in different kinds of ways. Um, I did some traveling. I spent a year overseas, mostly in India, but throughout Southeast Asia. I was coming home, and I was going to maybe head out west to finish my degree, and then I got this, uh, this ask to start as a youth pastor at Cornerstone Community Church in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and uh, kind of dismissed it at first, but... Then somehow felt like that was the right decision. So that was in 2010. So I was a youth pastor for uh, six or seven years. I can't remember. Uh, so I, through that time, I was here a lot and nice. with the Eden grade retreats and uh, continued to work, be involved at Camp Cr Crossroads. Uh, since then, I've I've sort of had a lot of different roles at the church. So I've been at Cornerstone since 2010. And uh, right now I sit on the leadership team there and I oversee kind of the operations of the church, uh, which we have two different properties and uh, a number of staff. So there's a whole piece to working at a church yeah, that not yeah, a lot of people sure. often think about, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of operational things. And then I also oversee our outreach programs and partnerships. So the different ways that our church is uh, connecting, reaching out into the community, both Locally, provincially, nationally, mm -hmm. globally, we have partners in different ways that we're, we're doing that. So we even see Eden as a, mm -hmm. as a partner in that way, and uh, as you guys have a, a ministry here. So, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I, I wear two hats at the church, so uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm married. We have two young kids. We have a s almost eight-month-old and a almost two-and-a-half-year-old. So yeah, busy, uh, busy it's a busy time of life and not a lot of sleeping these days but mm. uh, we're loving it that's cool yeah and cornerstone uh, partner church that supports the slc and we greatly appreciate it man yeah you guys have been awesome in that um in this series we're looking at this idea of incarnation god in the flesh and we've been spending time in some of the harder sayings of jesus you know some of those more challenging things that he gave to people to follow and we've looked at some encounters where he engaged in people's lives and in, the, in their stories. So as you think about some of the harder sayings of Christ, what has challenged you personally? And then maybe encounters uh, in the scriptures and the gospels that have really inspired you, um, you know, in your life. Yeah, so I was, as I thought about this, there's obviously lots of really challenging things that Jesus calls us to. I think what, where my mind first went was... Um, Thinking of Matthew 19, where Jesus is interacting with the, uh, the rich man, and he, he talks about mm. how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God and uses this picture of a, how uh, easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. 
And so that is something that I think really sticks with me. It's something I'm, I feel like I'm probably blind to in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Jesus also gives a, a parable of the, the rich man and Lazarus. And, um, and the rich man is, is blind to the needs of the people around him. And so I think there's something, and we, it's just like the, until you kind of travel outside of this part of the world and get to see different parts of the world where there's, uh, you can really experience uh, poverty and, and understand how comfortable we are. Um, I don't think we can fully get how much that influences our understanding of what it means to to live a life fully devoted to Jesus. And so, yeah, that's something that, re- that warning passage from Jesus of like, I think wealth in particular, um, you know, there's, there's, it creates comfort. And I, I re- I'm a really strong believer that comfort is in many ways an enemy of growth. And uh, not that you should be uncomfortable all the time. I just think that it's in our discomfort that um, that a lot of good things happen, and that's where we can be pushed to grow. Mm. And so wealth creates comfort. It also creates a sense of, of independence. Like, I can do it on my own. I don't really need others. I don't ne- need God. And so I think particularly, and this is true probably generally of our culture, but and, and I, as myself as someone in our culture, in our society, I think it's those two pieces. It's the comfort that we get to experience all the time, and the sense of independence that our comforts create mm. that really work against um, walking in dependency and faith and trust, not in ourselves, not in what we have, uh, but in God. Mm. And so that's a really, th- it's a really, um, it's something that sticks with me a lot. I think it's really challenging. I think it's something, I, d- it's, I don't think it's ever going to be something we kind of like work past. Mm. It's always going to be something that we're having to, having God examine our hearts and how that affects and controls us. So, yeah, that hard saying of Jesus, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. You know, on the positive side, one of the things that um, I think it's one of my kind of go-to parables of Jesus in my mind is the parable of the prodigal son. And I just think that image of that Jesus would tell this story and create this picture of a father just so filled with joy and welcome of his children returning to him, of his son returning to him, that that is like, I think, such an important image as we think about, yeah. about God and how, how happy he is and how ready he is to show mercy and to welcome us home and show grace on us. Um, I think that that's a huge piece. I think, you know, it's, there's, it's repeated in the Psalms several times, but it's, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really easy to have this view of God where he has come to condemn us or he's looking at us like a judgmental father ready to make sure we feel shame for what we've done. But to have that picture of that Jesus creates in, in a number of ways, but in that parable particularly highlights of a, of a God that's there ready to welcome home. Mm. Um, that's just, it's, it's not only shaped how I relate to God, but how I relate to, to others in, in, the, 
and think about uh, the way that, um, yeah, pain and sin and mm. our fallenness affects our relationship. So it's a mm-hmm. great image. And, you know, the fact that God has given us the privilege of being hands and feet to demonstrate the Father's love, to demonstrate that that's who God is and, mm-hmm. and his kindness and his character and living incarnationally. So, Jeff, who did that well in your life that sort of, you know, showed you or helped you understand more of who God was that stepped into your life and lived out their faith that inspired you? And, and then maybe uh, a story um, of how you're living your faith out amongst people, because I think you do it very well, um, but maybe a story of just how you're yeah, kind of impacting the people around you through ministry or personally. Yeah, so as I was thinking about this question, like I, there's maybe a few specific individuals that came to mind that maybe have done this particularly well and maybe in an inspiring, kind of more committed kind of way. Um, but I almost want to answer the question differently. For sure. And I almost yeah. want to answer it that it, it's not particularly individuals that have done this. I would mm-hmm. say it's the church in right general on. that has embodied this idea of incarnation, that we are the body of Christ. Um, because I think, um, I think it's really helpful to understand that it's done in community, that mm-hmm. it's in so many ways that we are in individually through our gifts and experiences and personality uh, and insights are bringing kind of a, a piece of God that others can't bring. Mm-hmm. And so I just think about, particularly as I've gotten involved in the church, yeah. Um, how important it is for that to be expressed collectively. Sure, there's been individuals that have maybe maybe got that more and done that more in my life, or I've seen them do that in other people's lives. But um, but I really think that's and that's b- true both like in on the inward relationships, like inwards meaning like kind of relationships with other Christians and friends and people that you're with, but also outwardly as you think about the church going into the world having outward relationships um, that on both sides of that I think it's I think it's really important to to highlight how that each each person does that and brings that you know a, as a as one body working together so I don't want to I don't want to uh, shake <laughs> off great. a story of, of a, you know, highlighting a particular individual but um, I think that's that's I think what I've really grown to appreciate about being part of a church mm. is that you receive that and you express that um, both communally. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Um, we're gonna kind of maybe look at uh, the last one there, just some inspiring thoughts because we do want to show a little teaser for next week. But um, in terms of just inspiring a generation around this idea of living out their faith um, in a way that is again, uh, the hands and feet of Jesus and demonstrating to people who God is and, and how much he loves us and, and what he has for us in Christ. I don't know, what would you say? What would you say to encourage a generation in that? Yeah, I would say, I don't know how quickly I have to be here, but... Um, Got like another minute and a half? Another minute, okay, Nine so <laughs> I would say often our go-to is to think about this as I get involved in a program or a particular ministry in the church and that's how I live this out. Um, but I, I'd really, and, and sometimes that's a really great way to live it out. So I'm not anti-program or getting it in an organized way, but it's really more of a mindset of how you think about your presence in the lives of other people. And so if you think about Jesus, you know, Jesus came in bodily form and, you know, became the, it was the incarnation, but Jesus actually leaves, gives us 
his spirit and says it's actually better that I leave mm -hmm. and that the, the church carries the spirit of God with them. And so there's a very real sense in which we are the presence of God in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And to think about yourself in that way, in every relationship, in every context, um, as opposed to this is something I go volunteer in the church or in this organization to go and do in this. Um, that's a really, I think, helpful um, framework shift. Um, and so, yeah, I would say particularly if you can start thinking about that even in your relationships with in high school, about you are carrying the presence of God. And in many ways, you may be the answer to prayer that people have wanting to experience God um, or feel God's nearness. That can actually come through you in any situation. So I would maybe, yeah. if you can if you can keep shifting towards that as a mindset as opposed to something you turn on when you get yourself involved in something. Mm, that's cool. Thanks, Jeff. Can we say thank you to Mr. Jeff Martins? Today at lunch, Senior Guys Foundry in the SLC. And before you go, we've got a little teaser for next week. That's next week, second eye invitation. God bless. Have a great day.